So would you say you've always had a passion for creating or it was just born out of that you just found that passion after you had kids? I have always loved creating. I've always loved art. I loved interior design. I love painting walls, just like surrounding myself with those good, happy, creative things in school. Like I absolutely loved painting. I love drawing. So I feel like all of that kind of manifested itself into where where can I mix being a mom and also having a passion for things and photography was like the right pick for me, you know? Hey, I'm Savannah Weber and I'm passionate about all things small business and marketing. The truth is running a small business is hard and I wanna share success stories and hurdles of everyday entrepreneurs. Pull up a seat and together, let's learn what it takes to build a small revolution. On today's podcast, I get to chat with Diana Gisagi, a photographer, mother of three, and collector of animals. But what I think is most impressive is that she has 100 plant babies. Being a mom and a solo entrepreneur is hard enough, but keeping 100 plants alive is pretty unbelievable. We talk about motherhood, work, and some important lessons we've learned along this journey. Here we go. Diana Odelia Gisagi. I was wondering where Odelia Photography came from. Yeah, so funny story. Obviously, it's my middle name. And I was made fun of it so much in like grade school and high school, people would poke fun of it. And I'm like, you know, what's kind of funny now is that's just how everyone knows me now. I think it's beautiful. And obviously other people now do too, but growing up, it was one of those, like, I was so embarrassed by it, you know, and I just wanted to have a normal middle name, like everyone else. And I mean, I feel like it served me well so far. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Just like your photography. You. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here is I followed you on social media for a while. Um, I don't know that we've met, met really in person yet, which needs to change. <laughs> um, but I, your photography is gorgeous and I follow you on Instagram and I love how real you are. You show, I love that you show your plant babies and your animal babies and your human babies, but I just love how real you are. And, um, and you know, you're a woman entrepreneur. And um, the reason I wanted to do this podcast in general was because I, you know, I've been listening to podcasts across the board for the last, I don't know, two years. And we just hear, you know, these crazy, extreme, rare stories. And as I hear them, I'm always like, no, but what's happening behind the scenes? Like, how did you really get there? Um, You know, I want to hear more like the truth and the real stories behind (laughs) it. Um, And just also that 89% of small businesses employ less than 20 people. And actually, out of the 53 businesses I've consulted over the last two years, I would say three quarters of them are solo entrepreneurs. And that's like a whole, it's just a whole nother thing. Your life is your work and your work is your life. So tell me a little bit about um, how and when and why you started Odelia Photography. So I would say it honestly would have had to start when I became a mom to Adeline, you know, 10 years ago. I wanted to document all those, you know, huge hair bows and hats with the gigantic flowers on it, you know, and it's just, it goes by so fast and they tell you that and you don't believe it. And I can't believe it's been almost 10 years ago since I spent the money. I honestly think it was probably a $400 camera. And back then that was, that was a lot of money, you know, kind of after that people started asking if I take pictures for them because I was posting pictures of, you know, my kids and 
obviously they liked what they saw. Um, and it just kind of snowballed into that, you know? So would you say you've always had a passion for creating or it was just born out of that you just found that passion after you had kids? I have always loved creating. I've always loved art. I loved interior design. I love painting walls, just like surrounding myself with those good, happy, creative things in school. Like I absolutely loved painting. I loved drawing. So I feel like all of that kind of manifested itself into where, where can I mix being a mom and also having a passion for things? And photography was like the right pick for me. That's amazing. Um, so like since then, what has the journey looked like? Ooh, wolf. <laughs> um, it has been amazing and awesome, but also it's been hard. You know, there's been a lot of struggles. There have been many of nights I've wanted to quit. I just wanted to send off that gallery and, and just be done. You know, I have a very people pleasing attitude and personality and being in photography. Sometimes that can bring out the worst and the best in people. You're photographing their life and they see how they look and it's really hard when people tear themselves down because I am such a uplifter and I love to see the beauty and all of the mess. And sometimes it's hard for people to break past that barrier. And that's a heavy weight to carry for your business. Like having to constantly just put out that energy and be like, listen, it is beautiful and I love it. And I wish you could just see it the way I see it, you know? Totally. Yeah. You're like the, it's like, being a hype girl. I joke. I'm like, that's something going into my business too. I didn't anticipate was all the energy that I would need to put into other people. Yeah. I always joke around for like weddings. I'm like, I don't know how actors do it because from the moment you show up to a wedding to the moment you leave, you have to be the happiest person, the biggest problem solver. Like you have a drunk bridesmaid that is just a mess. Like you need to fix that because like, people will see that in the pictures and be like, Ooh, and that, that feeling will stick with them. And my goal is for them just to look at their pictures and just remember all the happy moments, even though sometimes the chaotic moments make their day too, but it's, it's an, it's exhausting, like just emotionally and yeah, energy being that, that hype girl. I mean, I love being that person, but sometimes You just need a moment, you know? (laughs) And when you deliver that beautiful package to them afterwards, they probably forget about all that other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, in that role, you're kind of like stretching into lots of roles. And I think that's also really a quality of most entrepreneurs, probably especially at the beginning of their journey is just having to be stretchy. Is that also something that you've always been able to do? Have you always been someone that's been able to use the resources to to stretch. I do. I do feel like, and it goes back into that people pleasing attitude. I used to have some deep, dark days with anxiety and depression. And I feel like that's where it definitely is stemmed from. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone or anything like that. And if I can do anything in my power to still be me and like achieve something on making them feel better, I 100%, you know, want to do that for them. I do feel like the the successful entrepreneurs or the ones that I look up to um, have that quality that they're just really self-aware and, you know, I don't know, what's it called? Being an empath. Like you just, you feel other people's feelings and and you really want to help drive that to be happy. Well, and I also feel like 2020 has really helped me grow, you know, mentally in that, which kind of sounds crazy because it was for a lot of people, the most emotional, mentally breakdown you know, but I also feel like things can't grow unless you're forced to. 
yeah, I just, I, I feel like 2020 has been great. I mean, could, could have been a little less crazy, but I see the silver lining and I see all the positivity or positivity, positive things that have come out of it. What is something you've learned in 2020 that you want to carry forward with you into 2021? To trust myself more. I have always had that gut instinct. And after that gut instinct, I'm always thinking, okay, well, how are other people going to interpret this? You know, like I go around the 20 different ways to make sure like, Hey, it's okay. In 2020, I kind of stopped doing that. And I'm just, I know if it's a gut instinct to follow it and I'm not going to hurt anyone along the way because I know that's not who I am. Right. Well, it's like that comparison virus, you know, it's like, we need to stop looking around and just like, if our heart is saying go, like we need to just go. Well, yeah. And that I feel like with social media has, that was really hard for me. I would say last, last year, 2019, the, the comparison, especially in social media, you know, you see it on Facebook, you see it on Instagram, you go on Pinterest, like you were just surrounded by this ideal that you think you should be. And the one thing I feel like 2020 has brought, maybe it's because people have had more time on their hands, but I've been able to find other entrepreneurs or moms that look like me or do things like me and not this like Instagram model that I'm supposed to be taken after, you know, like I have found the real people and I love that. And yeah, that's been really awesome. Yeah, definitely unfollowing the people that are not bringing inspiration is a huge um, asset for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So tell me about the process of getting a studio. So that was a big investment in yourself and your business. Yes. So I was all like 2020 going to be my year. Like I am just gonna, we're going to start from the bottom. We're going to go up here. And then, uh, COVID happened. (laughs) I literally bought a studio, um, in the middle of a pandemic. So that was super fun. Uh, for the last, it'll be eight years this February. For the past seven and a half years, I've had a studio in my house. It's been an extra room that had um, an outside door to it. So we could close it off to the house and it just be, you know, workspace for me, which was amazing being a mom of three, like being able to have that accessible and close was awesome. You know, like there were times that I couldn't find a sitter and my kids had to come with me to a session and my clients completely understood it and knew that I could produce under that pressure and absolutely loved it. So, so tell me, I guess, what made you finally decide it was the right time to get a studio? Was it just like right place, right time? Um, so I had been looking probably for the past, I would say year, year and a half. And we had found some old buildings that I had loved, but Financially, I just, I was a debt-free business at that time. And that was a big step. And I I just, I'm a energy reader, if you will. And if I would walk into a place, I'd be like, "Mm, like, this looks like it would be a good idea, but I just, it's not the right fit for me, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. This little building came up for sale in Holgate, Ohio. And I went and I looked at it and I just, I could see it. I could see it as my studio. You know, when we had bought it, it was a brewery. So everything was brown and like dingy and just smelled like greasy food. So we had a lot of work to put into it, but I think it was worth it. And I really love it and enjoy it now. Awesome. And it looked like it was a family affair. The kids helped a little bit. They 100% in quotation marks helped destroy it for sure. You know, I was completely okay for them being there with the deconstruction of it, you know, the renovations. 
Very cool. So where do you see um, your business journey headed from here? Um, I would really like to start the mentorship kind of teacherish. Is that even a word teacherish? It is today. It is today. Um, to help other, I, I mean, obviously photographers, but just even young moms that are trying to start a business. Like I would love to just be their hype girl, their cheer, cheerleader. Cause that was one thing I really didn't have. I reached out to so many local photographers for even ones that were an hour or so away being so rural, you know, it's hard to connect with people. And I finally found one probably like an hour away and she was just a godsend to me. And at this time I was probably a year and a half into photography. And honestly, without her, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. And I want to, I want to be that for other people too, you know, cause that was such a huge blessing to me. I think mentorship's so important, but it also requires you letting go of your ego and accepting that, that help. Um, so that's awesome that you found somebody and now that you want to be that for other people as well. Um, is there anything, or is there any advice you would give to a new mom or young mom or any mom wanting to follow their passion and maybe have a, have a side hustle or start their career? Um, definitely make sure you have a great support system. Like if my husband wasn't so supportive, I would not be anywhere near where I am today. Honestly. He would pick up the slack when I needed it at home to take care of the kids, especially like during the busy fall season, which unfortunately is right when the kids start school. So it gets real crazy real fast to, I am the main caregiver. I take care of all the food, the prep, everything in the house to like, Hey honey, you're home. I've got to go and take off now. You know, like good luck with the kids and their homework and the dinner and all, all of the things, you know? I say balance loosely, but it really is. It's kind of like an ebb and flow of balance and having a partner or or help that can help you um, keep moving forward. Um, You know, I think we have some non-gender specific roles that my husband and I take on. um, I think most people would be surprised. Like he loves cooking. And actually I had an event yesterday and I came home and he made the most delicious meal. And I was like, maybe we should add more of this to your plate. (laughs) Um, yeah, I would say the same in our relationship. I was raised very Catholic, very women do everything in the house. The men go to work and do the outside work. And when they come in, their wives are expected to have dinner ready, the kids cleaned up and everything prepared. And that is definitely not the life I live today. (laughs) I think it would be impossible. I mean, you just, you just, we can't be everything all the time. So I think it is important. And that's when I do hear the stories of super successful um, entrepreneurs. And I'm like, no, but really, like, how are you doing that? How much help do you have? How much childcare do you have? Do you have help cleaning your house? And um, because it's just, you know, there's only so much time in the day and we can only do so much and, um, and have so much energy to put in different things. And so in our house, it very much is kind of an ebb and a flow. Like if my husband is having a super busy month, you know, I kind of step back a little bit or, you know, if I can tell things are, um, you know, a little bit less stressful for him. I kind of like amp it up a little bit and I'm like, Hey, do you think you can watch the kids again tonight so I can get some work done? So it is having that support is, I think is crucial. Yeah. And definitely asking for help. I struggled with that for a very long time as a new mom. And then when I finally took that step of asking for help, I, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, 
okay, like I need to get my tribe around me so then I can fully succeed. You know, it's not just about me. It's my kids. It's my friends. It's my family. It's my husband. You know, it's not just me behind the photography, but all of these other people that have also lifted me up into this position. Definitely. Yeah. And I think also being really conscientious about, okay, like I'm really, you know, after my second was born and actually after I started my business, I was like, you know what, I'm really going to be intentional about having that date night, you know, once a week with him, whether it's running to the brewery for an hour. Um, And luckily I have a teenage, well, a college sister that lives in town that I can call, which is super helpful. Um, But, or maybe it's like after the kids go to bed, we're going to, you know, have a glass of wine in the sunroom and just talk to each other, um, or being, or being intentional with the girls. And, you know, it's easier as they're getting older, they're, um, three and almost six now, but saying, Hey, we're going to do game night tonight. So I feel like less guilt and mom shame when I know, okay, I'm intentionally putting in this time here and here. Um, so that when I do need to invest that time in my business that I know, you know, that I'm being very intentional about where my energy is going. Yeah. And to touch base on like the date night, because Pete and I try to do that all the time too. But when the kids were little, it was such a struggle for me with like even postpartum anxiety and depression of wanting to even leave my kids. Like even when we did, I felt super guilty about it. And we implemented starting doing like little date nights at home, you know? And at first I was kind of like, again, on the comparison train, because you see all these people on Instagram and Facebook, they're going out and getting all fancied up and doing this. And I'm just like, Hey, so we're just going to drink some wine at home, you know, but to be able to relax in your own home and just be in the company of your soulmate and your husband is better than anything else, in my opinion, you know, and I don't feel like people talk about that enough. It's always, oh, go out on dates and do this and that, but let's not have these real hard heartfelt conversations, you know, totally. And, and my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. And so, you know, we're both kind of in our own heads all the time (laughs) and kind of in our own lanes. And so, yeah, whether it's at home or, you know, okay, the kids are being really good playing, let's go carve time out and like talk to each other. Um, I think that helps us both kind of, you know, keep well moving together, but in also our directions with our businesses. For sure. All right. Any other advice um, that you would give to someone start when you start their own business? I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is always ask for help. Uh, YouTube, you can find so much on YouTube. Okay. Like you just need to spend the time on there to find what you need. Surround yourself with other creative people, like, like-minded people, you know, bounce ideas off of your friends and your family and that kind of stuff. Don't be afraid to like step out of the box and I'm, I'm a, I'm a very visual learner. So that's, that's how I did all of my things. I, I kind of stalked people, if you will, <laughs> to see like, you know, what, what worked for them. And then I'm kind of like, okay, if that would work for me or how could I change that to work for me? Yeah. I've read a statistic, like almost 50% of small businesses fail within the first year. So I do think that definitely like looking around in your industry and your market and finding those people that can either be true mentors or that you can look at up to as a mentor to kind of position yourself. Um, and then also, but then to dig deep and okay, well, how can I be unique in this position? Um, and what can I bring to the table that's different um, would be, you know, the, ne- the next layer of that. Well, yeah, that and don't give up. Like there were so many times it is so easy to quit, so easy to quit, but to have to admit defeat 
is not in my personality. So there would be times like, don't call it quitting, take a break. Yes. That's important too. Slow it down, kind of take a step back and look at things and then just go in a different direction. Take it in a different way. That's not quitting. You know, like you don't have to take the path that even you thought you would lay for yourself or someone else laid, you know, look, look at, you know, off on the other side too. It might take a little bit longer, but you're still going to get there. Yes. Breathe and pivot. Or I even, especially with 2020 and all the hurdles is just, you know, I think even if you set those goals, maybe how you get there is going to change, but just having that vision for the direction, you may have to pivot a hundred times, but just having that, um, the willingness to not give up, that's huge. Yeah. Well, I always come back to, there's this always like visual that I've seen where it's a straight line of like a success story, you know, straight, straight up the the mountainside. And what you don't see is the big cave that they fall into of anxiety, depression, comparison, all of these problems that they have. No one wants to see or talk about that. They just see straight line to success, you know? Well, thank you so much for being my first guest. I really appreciate you, you know, jumping on this journey with me. And once um, COVID slows down, maybe we can grab coffee. Wow. I love Diana's transparency and she's so right. In order to follow your passion and grow your business, you need a solid support system and can't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I hope you love this episode. Head over to smallrevolutionpodcast.com to connect with Diana and check out the show notes. Make sure to come back next week because my husband and I talk about laundry, dishes, and what it's like juggling multiple small businesses.